The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting though, eh? We're, we're um, what, just weeks away from the American election. 53 days away, that election, uh, November 3rd. Uh, it is on November 3rd, and we do have Matthew Fisher now. Matthew, welcome back to the show. Hey, Matthew. Hi, I'm here. Sorry. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> That's okay. I know you've had a busy day today. You've been making the rounds talking about this latest column that you have written. Uh, and, and in it, you, you suggest that some of his recent comments that he has made have have some wondering if he's sabotaging um, his chances of this election. Uh, you write, quote, Donald Trump has fired another poison dart into his re-election prospects. Specifically, um, it goes back to that uh, Atlantic May magazine report that I had touched on earlier that the president had allegedly called American troops losers and suckers and about uh, the coronavirus and revealing uh, what he knew and when, Matthew. You know what? Uh, it's, it's interesting because it seems to me, though, that uh, President Trump is, is like Teflon Don. Uh, there's, there's nothing that sticks to him. Will this? Well, this is, of course, the huge question with the election now only, I believe, 53 days away. Uh, mm-hmm. He is a cat with more than nine lives. And <laughs> things that would normally sell another politician uh, do not touch him. I think in Canada we have a, a similar situation, although it must be said Justin Trudeau is extremely mm-hmm. different than Donald Trump in just about every way imaginable. But uh, he gets in scandal after scandal and never ever seems to pay much of a political price for it. With Trump, the scandals are of an entirely different nature, but uh, nevertheless, they're bad. And uh, his remarks, as quoted in the Atlantic magazine, uh, are really bad. If you call the soldiers losers and suckers, it's when you are standing at a cemetery uh, mm-hmm. beside a man, a four-star general who's his chief of staff, whose son died in Afghanistan. And, and he says, oh, what's the point of your son? Or what, what is the point of any of these guys? Uh, why do they bother to uh, mm-hmm. uh, die for America? Uh, these cut to very core issues in the United States where the military, uh, the veteran community is so much stronger and deeper than it is in, in Canada, for example. Uh, and that is a base community for them. That's a core community for voter support, the military. If you lose them, you're in great difficulty. The other thing, of course, in the last couple of days was his remarks about the pandemic that he knew in mm-hmm. February, and he lied to the American people because he wanted to calm them down. And it can, I think, be fairly reasonably argued uh, that this caused some of the several hundred thousand American deaths uh, because of the coronavirus. Your question, though, really is, can it hurt them? And, uh, you know, the voters will say, and you're absolutely right, nothing really seems to stick to him. Uh, some of his egregious mistakes before, uh, some of his comments uh, about women. We have other politicians when something they said 25 years ago, even one sentence has them resigning in 15 minutes and some of the things Trump has said in the last two or three years are just so over the top about women and, and nothing happens. So in, mm-hmm. in every way, he, he, he brazens it through. He doesn't care. And some people think he does these things simply because he loves getting attention. 
Um, you know, it, you look at a couple of those other strong bases that he has, um, uh, the, 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 the gun advocates, NRA, the evangelicals uh, as well, and you bring that up in, in, your, in your column uh, as well. Do you think that any of this has any sway on those folks? One would hope maybe not on the gun lobby per se, although most of them are veterans or have associations with the veterans. Mm -hmm. But the evangelicals believe in God. They believe in following uh, the tenets of the Bible. It's important to them. And Trump does, does not follow any of these tenets in his life. He never has. And so you would think that some of his errors, like lying about a, a lethal disease, would matter to that community. But so far... It seems uh, it is more important that he says he likes them because, of course, the Democrats don't like them. Uh, interesting, Matthew. I'm getting texts coming in saying, you know, the Atlantic article has been debunked. Anyone, everyone who was there said Trump's alleged comments didn't happen. The oh. sources were anonymous. Anonymous is the same for made up. This is a text that's come in. Now, the reporter today saying, nope, he stands by everything. What do you say to that texter? Well, I've received many such texts myself. I would say almost <laughs> it's an organized campaign on the part of some of them. I would say that they're wrong. They, I would say they're totally wrong. Everything he said was vintage Trump. It fits with so many other things he has said before. We know about his bone spurs and that he didn't want to uh, serve in Vietnam and he got out of the draft on a bone spur thing. The do daughter of the doctor has said this. Members of his own family have said he did this dodge. We know that when he was in France uh, this year, earlier this year, he skipped, uh, he just bolted from a, a ceremony honoring America's doughboys, the ones who died in the First World War. He has had contempt for the military from beginning to end. He doesn't attend, as Obama did, most of the ramp ceremonies they have at San Andrews Air Force or at Andrews Air Force Base uh, uh, near Washington. Uh, he sends uh, Vice President Pence instead. Um, and uh, he, I don't believe he's gone to one for half a year or a year. Uh, this is a man who has denigrated the military. He, he has said that uh, General Mattis uh, wasn't a hero. He said that General Kelly, the chief of staff, who was standing beside him when he said these remarks uh, and who will not talk because he doesn't think generals should speak to the media, he's called him um, sort of someone who lost the thread and was no longer able to function. Well, I slept beside John Kelly in Iraq outside Saddam Hussein's palace in Tikrit, and he is loved by the troops and he is an extremely honest man i mean that is everything that is, he is he personifies that so if people want to say this didn't happen that's their right of course there are anonymous sources because the military take a lifelong oath not just when they retire most of them will not say anything bad about their political leaders because it is an ingrained in them that that is a civilian responsibility and military should stay out of it but uh, he, he can escape this i've got these notes and literally they use the word it has been totally debunked it hasn't been debunked at all all we have is people saying you can't prove it saying you can't prove something does not totally debunk it and it only can't be proven because the military won't speak of this but believe me i know a lot of u.s military they just 
are furious about this. And 100% of the ones that I know believe that the president said it. 100%. And I'm talking about very senior officers. I know one three-star general who still is with Trump, and he would be the exception that I'm aware of. It's a man I don't know. Matthew Fisher joining us this afternoon, uh, international affairs columnist, correspondent with over 35 years experience working around the world. His work has taken him to 162 countries. He's been an eyewitness to conflicts in Somalia, the Rwandan genocide, Chechnya, the Balkan Wars, Israel, uh, Lebanon, the two Gulf Wars and Afghanistan, if you're wondering this afternoon who exactly Matthew Fisher is and his insight when it comes to the military angle on this one. Matthew, you know, it's interesting. We're, what, 53 days away from uh, from the election, uh, and, and, and a, lot, a lot of folks are, are, are watching this wondering what the hell is going to happen, right? Um, but, you know, really questioning as well Joe Biden and, 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 and what he brings to the table as as a president well his performance has been shaky at best it is extremely unfortunate i think he's a decent enough fellow but uh, he seems to have some mental health issues associated with memory uh, he's even older than donald trump is and both of them are well into their their 70s uh, my question to americans is why with a country of 340 million people did you give the American public a choice between Hillary Clinton, who was such a divisive figure, and uh, and Donald Trump last time? And this time, uh, the Democrats have had four years to come up with a dynamic candidate who was totally with it. And uh, they failed America in a way because they have come up with a man who has a great record 10, 20, 30 years ago, perhaps. But he is not strong enough. So where we're at now in the polls, Trump has narrowed the gap to about 4%. The polls aren't mm-hmm. really out about his most uh, two most recent gaps. Maybe it will widen again. It got up to as much as 12 points or 8 points, depending on which poll you believe. 4% will still easily deliver the election to Biden if Trump will let, let go. But all we need are more riots in the United States, and Trump is a law and order candidate yep. who does not shy away from throwing the police into anything. And sometimes it is Trump's supporters in many cases who provoke the violence. It's a messy situation. Uh, before I let you go, and again, you can read uh, Matthew's uh, Fitch, uh, Matthew's uh, com- a commentary online at 630ched.com. Um, because you spent so much time in Afghanistan, Matthew, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you today on this, the anniversary, the 19th anniversary of September uh, 11th. You know, what goes through your head on, on, on this day and, and, you know, following what and, and then what you saw in the years afterwards during your time uh, embedded with Canadian troops? Well, I spent uh, more than three years in Afghanistan, and I guess I went there more than 40 or 50 times. And it, it greatly altered my life, my work life, uh, that event. Uh, uh, the first day aircraft were flying, I was in Washington when it happened. I got to the Pentagon within 20 minutes of the airplane hitting the, pe- uh, the Pentagon. And uh, the, the security had totally broken down, people coming out with blood all over them. And I could see the tail of the aircraft 
in the building, black smoke uh, coming out, billowing out. Mm. And and, uh, so my life changed. When flights operated, the very first night they operated again, I was off to Pakistan on the Afghanistan border. That's uh, where I went, and that's uh, where I ended up spending a lot of my time before I went into Afghanistan, where I was embedded a lot with the Canadians, as you say, but also with the British, also Mm -hmm. with the Americans. And it wasn't just there that my life changed. Every security check was so much greater all over the world, yeah. especially, of course, in the Middle East. And all of the, uh, there were these spin-off wars, which continue today in Africa. I was in Mali last year. Well, uh, it's Al-Qaeda and Islamic State uh, that are fighting there against uh, French and uh, and European forces a bit and Western interests, certainly. Uh, everywhere I go, life changed because of 9-11 and that's just me speaking personally imagine the people the many people who have lost their lives not just the canadians and americans 158 canadians and their families but uh, the tens of thousands of afghans who've lost family as a result of this and People say, yes, well, the Americans caused a lot of that. And I say, if you look at the statistics, the Taliban killed a lot more Afghan civilian citizens than the U.S. forces or allied bombing did. I'm not apologizing for the mistakes of some of those bombing missions and whatnot. But uh, a true reading of the situation is that the Afghans who supported the Taliban bear a lot of responsibility uh, for this. But most Afghan people want nothing to do with the Taliban. They never did. Matthew, I always appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Well, thank you for giving me so much time to debunk the debunkers.